It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, Bart Moraz and John Suter. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's E-Commerce Minute, episode 605. In today's episode, AC Moore exits Brick and mortar retail. When AC Moore announced both a new chief executive and a retail marketplace earlier this year, it looked like the company was making some important moves to solidify its longevity in the crafting industry. Unfortunately, those efforts weren't very fruitful. New Jersey-based AC Moore, which has locations primarily on the East Coast, will close all of its 145 stores. Up to 40 locations and a distribution facility will be acquired by rival Michaels, which has a 1,300-store footprint and is the largest arts and crafts retailer in the U.S. The closed stores will be reopened under the new brand next year. AC Moore's website will also immediately stop accepting orders, but previous orders will be fulfilled. Further information about specific store closure sales will soon be posted on the AC Moore website. Now, this is a far cry from two years ago when the retailer invested heavily in e-commerce, acquiring online craft supplies retailer Blitzy and landed a partnership with the handcraft marketplace Zipit. Growth plans also included offline expansion. That year, AC Moore opened a massive 27,000-square-foot flagship in downtown Philadelphia, its first urban location, and said it would expand to more cities and into the West from its mostly suburban East Coast operations. But with intense competition from more popular craft retailers and the big e-commerce bullies, these expansions still didn't help the waning business. The company's exit from retail came during Thanksgiving week, just as most retailers were ramping up for Black Friday. What did you say, Bart? You had an alternative title for this show? (laughs) I did. AC Moore is no more. AC Moore is no more. I actually think this is not good. Uh, I'm going to say this particularly from not, I'm not an arts and crafts person, but I am an artist and a designer. And there are less and less places for you to just go to physically look and hold a pen or a brush or a canvas or anything related to an art supply. <laughs> and AC Moore, even though I wasn't a fan, uh, now all just we have is the Michael. last ones left. <laughs> one of the last ones left. Isn't there uh what is it? Black. Uh, what was the other store? Like the for artist. Black. Blick. There's yeah. Blick, but they're usually in cities or in some little hipster doofus towns, but there's none of that around me. <laughs> there's Blick, and then there was Pearl. Pearl was the big one in Center City, Philadelphia, um, but I'm sure every other town is experiencing the same thing. It's not good, and the places now that you can buy art supplies, and I'm speaking strictly as an artist. I'm not a crafter, and I don't do scrapbooking, and I don't yarn and do all that stuff and buy cheap candles. But you don't yarn? I don't yarn. I don't candle. I don't scrap. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's harder and harder to find physical art supplies. And the places that do sell it, obviously, are going to be a lot more expensive because they're trying to pay that rent and um, they're not dealing on volume like these other chain stores are. So that is my artist perspective. What do you guys think? Even before this happened, I remember being in AC Moore's, like, very recently over the past, like, probably two or three months and thinking, like, these stores are gigantic. Like, how is this, like sustainable because they're all so big when you go in and there's usually like seven people in there yeah they are as big as you 
they are as big as a supermarket. I know the ones around here are, and the one they owned, they opened in Center City, Philadelphia. Uh, I never did get the opportunity to visit, but twenty-seven thousand square feet is a lot of yarn and cheap candles. So yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Over <laughs> failed Fye store. Oh, was that what it was? Oh, yeah. right, it's on Broad Street, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's a shame. Luck. That that location seems to be doomed because that was Fye, and then it was a bunch of other things that never seemed. It's it's just a hard rent right there for mm. retail. But uh, yeah, I think their stores were too big. And Michael's, they sell the exact same thing, but I don't like it that Michael's is now the only game in town. But I guess that's just what's happening in the bricks and mortar retail sector in general. Michael's is like really expensive compared to AC Moore. It is. It is. Uh, and again, I'm only talking about the guy who goes there to buy pens and brushes and stuff. It's expensive, <laughs> but there's, there's no other place to buy it. I mean, I'm not going to go to Staples to buy art supplies. No. So, you know, then he switched to online and, and for something as, as tactile like that, I mean, literally you go to buy a pen, you want to try the pen out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you buy, I don't know. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Uh, it's a real shame. And it's curious to note that they, this has happened. We mentioned in the article, there are two acquisitions. So the one was Blitzy. Blitzy basically looks like AC Moore on a website. Uh, it's art supplies, it's scrapbooks, it's gifts for kids, paper crafts, all that kind of stuff. But the other, other interesting thing, which we mentioned in a different podcast, was the acquisition of Zibit. Zibit is really cool because it's a place where it helps artists, makers, and creative entrepreneurs sell more. So basically, you can create a listing and then do like an, ulti, a, an omni-channel, a multi-channel listing, which I thought was really awesome. But mm. I, I, I don't know many people that have actually even heard of this thing. It's a great site. I've never um, heard. Yeah, you never heard of it, right? No. No. Nah, nah. So, <laughs> and it helps you. So they have their own marketplace, the Zibit marketplace. You can also list to the AC Moore marketplace, which I guess will be absorbed. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, you can create your own website. It's called a Stitch website, and you can also push your listings out to Etsy. So for crafters and small, you know, these small businesses, I think it's great that you can right. push these out to different channels. Um, but who's ever heard of this? Yeah. I didn't hear of it until we did the first podcast. I forgot all about it until now. We're doing this podcast. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Zibit's, their website's really nice. Zibit. It's like really, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, so, I don't know what's going to happen with those two properties. Uh, maybe it'll be spun off, or maybe Michael's will buy those two. Who knows? You know, remains to be seen. So, this joins more uh, bricks and mortar retailers closing in 2019. Several legacy retailers have closed as well Payless, Jim Bree, Dress Barn, Charlotte Roos, Charming Charlie. The list goes on and on. But Charlotte Roos is making a comeback. I saw what is Charlotte Roos. That's, that's, lady, that's the ladies' clothing. Yeah, it's like pretty. Like, if you thought Forever 21 was cheap, Charlotte Roos said, Hold my beer, because Charlotte Roos is made a lot cheaper than Forever 21. But I mean, that's why they thrive because their stuff is so cheap and it's like going out stuff. But anyway, they closed, you know, it was like really dramatic when they closed, like everyone was super shook. And then they were like, just kidding. And they opened up like <laughs> stores randomly in random places. Like I was at the Cherry Hill Mall the other day. There's a Charlotte Russe. What is Charming Charlie? I didn't hear, but I didn't know what that was either until it closed. Oh, let me tell you about this store. You know, it's a PA company. The headquarters was down the street from me. It is a store of like women's accessories and the... First of all, these stores are gigantic. Second of all, they're organized by color. Like visually, they were the most stimulating stores I have ever been in in my life. But they were like, 
you couldn't find anything because there was so much inventory. And although mm. it was organized really nicely, it was so overwhelming. Like you couldn't even see an employee. They were like around the corner. That's how big the stores were. Like if you even needed help, forget it. Cause like you couldn't even find anyone because the stores were so big. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of these big chains suffer from that. They think, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to put a big store here and the customers will come. When in fact, AC Moore probably could have been half the size and probably Charming Charlie uh, suffered from the same thing where it's Mm -hmm. like sometimes uh, having everything is not a good thing. I I mean, and I even look like at Dick's Sporting Goods, how how their stores are still open. You go to Dick's Sporting Goods, those stores are, I'm just going to guess, I don't know, 10,000, whatever. They're huge. They're huge. A There's mess. never anybody in there. Uh, you know, people, you go, like, if you're looking for golf, like, I used to go in there and buy all my golf stuff in there. Go to the golf department. You turn around. <laughs> There's, like, nobody in the rest of the store. It's like, hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then you go to the other side of experience. Remember when we walked into Untuck It, and it was just, like, a beautiful experience, right? And then you ship stuff to you. Yeah, so, so I think I, that, that's kind of where I was kind of, the rabbit hole I was going down to is that, I think we're going to see a lot more of this experiential slash uh, bricks and clicks type retail, which would be a lot more successful, a lot more profitable. And as Bart's example, untuck it where, yeah, there's some inventory there, but they're basically saying, this is where you come to try, touch and feel and do all that. Uh, I believe on that same block that you're referring to in Center City, there's also a Warby Parker store, which is doing kind of the same thing there. Right. Um, so it's Bonobos. It's so Bonobos. Is, yeah. That that block uh, there is a great I think example. Indochino's there, I think, or whatever. Yeah. There. You're right. You're exactly right. And there's a North Face store on the yep. on that yep. block as well. And I think you're gonna see, and and again, these are all small footprint stores that have a nice depth of selection, but probably not so much inventory, so to speak. Uh and I think a lot of these places can learn a lesson from there. Now Things like arts and crafts and art supplies are hard because there's so many, you know, it's like, where do you put all the little beads that you go to buy? You can't just stock five beads. You got to have all the beads. <laughs> five beads. <laughs> but I think, but, I, you know, using AC Moore as an example, there's one very close to my house. I mean, do we need two rows of plastic flowers? Do we really? <laughs> That's, I was literally just going to make that point. The other thing about AC Moore is that they have so much junk in their stores, like yeah. junk, 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 like random little like gadgets at the front that nobody buys. And like, we well, never know when you're going to need a piece of like that for your for arts and crafts. That's yeah. so true. And then there's the whole framing That's department. So and then uh, in the last couple of years, they redid my AC more by me. And there's a whole toy department. I didn't really think that that was necessary. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, they're saying, okay, we've got, you know, 10,000 square feet or whatever it is. And they just, they, they kept trying to make it more of a department store and it didn't work, I guess. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, when you get away from your niche, which is like what's big right now is just niche, small specific stores when you start to get away from that and start selling a hodgepodge of things which is what failing department stores are doing Mm -hmm. like it's no surprise that it's not going to work out yep the department store uh model doesn't exactly work anymore Mm -mm. all right i'm going to tell you about today's sponsor it's sumo heavy Uh, sumo heavy publishes a weekly newsletter it's filled with our latest blog posts e-commerce news and tips as well as e-commerce events and job listings We've also got a great feature called Our Latest Obsession, which is our one favorite thing we found trawling the internet in that week. Each jam-packed email drops bright and early at 8 a.m. every Friday morning. So don't get left out. Go right now to bit.ly slash sumo heavy newsletter. That's bit.ly sumo heavy newsletter. 
Once you're there, you can subscribe and you can also read all the great past issues. Let's go right now to bit.ly slash sumo heavy newsletter. And just a something we'll point out. Uh, we also publish some opinion pieces uh, that we post on Medium. And we have a recent article written by uh, Brittany. She did an article called The High Costs of Fast Fashion. You can go check that. I'll give you the URL, but it's got a lot of numbers and stuff in there. So just go on Medium. <laughs> it's called The High Cost of Fast Fashion. All right, we'll close it up with a little stat time. The AFCI study reports that 62%, nearly two-thirds of U.S. households participate in one crafting hobby. Which one is yours, Bart? <laughs> Um, hmm, knitting. Knitting. <laughs> Why did I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> Why did I just feel it in my bones? I thought I was gonna say knitting. I didn't I'll see. I don't see him as a scrapbook one. guy. <laughs> it's true. And according Cro- to course, like crocheting, research, my friend, crocheting. Oh, I'm crocheting. Yes, crocheting. That's Knit classier. one, pearl two. <laughs> and according to Corsite research, there were forty percent more closures already this year than all of last year. And the fabric, craft, and sewing supply stores industry has fallen at an annualized rate of 2.1% to 4.2 billion, including a 4.1% decline in 2019 alone because people would rather sit on their phones. How sad. You guys get anything else? Nope. nope. All right. That's your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>